0: I want to share an update regarding my health with you tonight. First of all, if we have anyone here who is visiting us for the first time, I'd like to introduce myself. My name's Father James Brooks. I got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer back in, in mid-June, and I've been on chemotherapy until September, and I've been off chemo since September, so I've been having periodic scans. The update is I just had a scan Friday, and I met with the doctor, and he said, There's some good news and then there's some okay news. The good news is that the tumor still remains unchanged, the tumor that's in my pancreas, so that's awesome news. After four months being off of chemo, that it's not growing, it doesn't look like it wants to grow. Uh, The other good news is that the left side of my abdomen, those cells that had spread there, those cancerous cells that were causing me problems, that they are still inactive after four months, that there's nothing going on there. The okay news is that on the right side of my abdomen, those cells are showing signs of a little bit of growth. It's ever so slight, but they're picking up on the fact that it's starting to grow a little bit, and it's definitely producing some fluid on this side. Not a lot, but enough to know that we didn't quite kill all the cells that were there. So, speaking with the doctor, he said, uh, come Wednesday, Uh, he recommends that I go back on chemo for just four sessions, so that'll be eight weeks, Um, which makes sense because originally he wanted me on chemo until November. And if you remember, I came off in September, so it was a little early because I was starting to lose a lot of weight and it was really starting to wear on me. So it makes sense that we didn't quite get all those cancerous cells. So um, continue to keep me in your prayers. Obviously, you know, with all the great news, there's a little bit... Of me that says gosh that's a bummer you know it's like that's not what I was praying for it's not what I was hoping for I was hoping that you know this is behind me we're going to move forward months of clean scans and then a possible surgery to remove that tumor and we're looking at cancer free so there's a certain little bit of disappointment and as I mentioned at the beginning of mass I think all of us to a greater lesser degree have had that experience in our own lives Where we've prayed for something and it seems like we're not quite getting the answer that we wanted it seems like god's not quite listening like come on i brought this to you in prayer so many people are praying and yet it's not seeming to work out and it was beautiful this week as i was preparing this weekend's homily the gospel was perfect for my own prayer A lot of times you might think that I'm out here preaching to you. No, I'm preaching to myself. These things I'm praying on, I'm preaching to myself before I ever preach to you. And this weekend, more than ever, this gospel was perfect. What is today's gospel? We heard about the wedding feast of Cana. Jesus turns all this water into wine. He miraculously solves the problem of this bride and groom. They're running out of wine. But what can we learn from this gospel? What's the lesson that we can take away? The first thing is to look at Mary. How did Mary ask? What did Mary say? It's interesting. She just said, Jesus, they have no wine. How often in our prayer, in my prayer, say, Jesus... This is my problem, and so I'm going to need this, and then I need this, and I'm going to need this, and please make it happen in this way, at this moment, within this time frame. And in our prayer, and I don't know if you're like me, but naturally we just start going down this road, and where our prayer, our crying out to God is we're telling him how he's going to fix it. Lord, I need you to do this and this. Lord, I'm struggling in a relationship. I need you to fix it, and I need it to be done by the end of this month because I just can't take it anymore, and I need an answer now. Or, Lord, I lost my job, and I need a job tomorrow. This interview I'm having tomorrow, Lord, please make it be my new job. And then we don't get the job, and we're like, come on. I was praying to you. You're not listening. Look at Mary's prayer. She's an example for us. She says simply, Jesus, they have no wine. Period. She doesn't tell them what to do. She doesn't tell them when to do it. She doesn't tell him how to do it. She just brings the need of this couple to Jesus. They have no wine. Period. Lord, I have cancer. Period. Lord, I'm struggling in this relationship. Period. Lord, yesterday I lost my job. I cannot support my family. Period. very different. You would probably agree. That's very different from the way I normally pray. I think that's the first lesson from tonight's gospel. Bring the need and then period. What's the second thing we can learn? What's the next thing Mary says? She turns to the servants, She doesn't even wait for an answer from Jesus. Jesus does respond, and it's almost like, Mary, she's not even listening. Maybe it didn't even make sense to her. Jesus is saying, what is your concern to me? My hour has not yet come. She She doesn't even get bogged down or caught up in any of that. She just simply turns to the servants, and she says, do whatever he tells you. Listen to Jesus. Do what it is that he's asking you to do today. Do you have an interview for a new job? Go to it. Is the Lord inspiring you to start to try to fix your relationship by a kind word, a kind gesture today? Is that what he's putting on your heart? Do it. Listen to what Jesus tells you to do. That's the second point tonight. But... And I think this is where we don't realize, what is it that Jesus tells the servants to do? He tells them to fit, fill six stone water jars. Each one holds about 20 gallons. That's 120 gallons of water. Do you know how much that is? If you were to take your bathtub at home, those of you who still take baths, don't be ashamed. If you take your bathtub at home and you fill it all the way up to the top, you'll probably notice that bathtubs have a little hole in the side of it to make sure that if you leave the water running, it doesn't run all over the edge of the bathtub onto the floor. You know, there were some adults that knew what kids like to do and they designed them that way on purpose. If you were to fill that bathtub all the way up to that hole before it overflows, 120 gallons are three bathtubs full of water. I know because I Googled it, it's 42 gallons a tub. (laughs) everyone's probably scratching the head going man did father like literally take like a milk jug and i know that's awesome but think about it three full bathtubs of water these stone water jars what were they used for it says in our in today's gospel every detail is important it says these stone water jars were used for ceremonial washings they weren't meant for drinking you don't drink out of your bathtub You take a bath in your bathtub. These stone water jars were used for ceremonial washings. Jesus says, oh, you don't have any wine? I'll tell you what you do. Go fill up 120 gallons worth of water for washing. Go fill up three bathtubs. And they didn't have a faucet back then. They did it pail by pail, bucket by bucket. You think you grumble? Imagine what those servants were doing. We just need a little bit of wine. 120 gallons of water for washing? What does this have to do with the wine? This is absurd. This makes no sense. Sometimes the things Jesus asks us to do in answer to my prayer will not always make sense. Sometimes it's going to be absurd. Absurd. You say, Lord, I was supposed to get that job. This makes no sense. And not only that, the next thing Jesus asks them to do when they're done filling up all these jars with 120 gallons of water, what's the next thing he asks them to do? He says, you know what you do now? Take a little cup of it, take it to the head waiter, who probably employed them, their employer, take this little cup of water, take it to your boss and tell him to drink it. That's like going home, grab a Dixie cup, go into the bathroom, fill up the bathtub with water, take a Dixie cup, dip it into the bathtub and then go downstairs to your mom and dad and say, here you go, mom, have a drink. He wouldn't dare. These things Jesus is asking them to do, just absurd. They seem absurd. They seem like, they make no sense. These servants put their job on the line when they took that cup of water to the head servant. We read the gospel and we just all nod piously and we go, oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, so touching, the wedding feast of Cana. These servants, they had faith even though it didn't make sense they were doing crazy stuff why because mary said do whatever he tells you to do what's the lesson for my life in my prayer do i simply say lord <laughs> i have cancer period do I then say, Lord, what is it you're asking me to do today? Do I go back on chemo? I'm back on chemo. That's fine. Does it make sense to me? No, it doesn't make sense. I don't see how that's getting, bringing me forward. You know, I'm going to feel crappy again and everything. But the Lord is telling me, all right, do chemo today. And here's the most important piece. What's the result? More wine. And better wine than they could have ever imagined. A hundred and twenty gallons of the best wine ever. It's not like this couple, this bride and groom, hadn't prepared for their wedding. They had prepared for the wedding. It was just the wine was running short. They were going to run out before it was over. They probably needed a few gallons to make it. Jesus Christ, what does he do? He doesn't give them a few gallons. He gives them 120 gallons of the best wine. Three bathtubs full of the best wine. When I pray like this, Jesus will always answer with more and better. And you might be sitting there, and I might be standing here saying, I sure haven't seen it yet. And you know what? It's because we only see the here and now. God sees eternity God sees the salvation of people's souls, people being able to enter heaven for all eternity. Sometimes we're asking for things, and what God is seeing is saying, hey, if I answer it this way, more people will get into heaven. Trust me on this one. This suffering, and it might last long in your lifetime, but he's saying your suffering will be the cause of many people to be turned towards me and to make it into heaven. The reason sometimes we don't trust is because we don't realize that God sees the whole picture. We don't. So tonight, as we leave after tonight's Mass, the takeaway is, in my prayer, just say what I need and leave it there. Lord, this relationship stinks period. Lord, I lost my job today, period. The second thing, do what it is Jesus is asking you to do. And the result will always be more and better than you could have ever imagined.